<laughs> How you doing? All it's right. been ages, man. I know. I'm so um, excited. I've been really good. You asked the question, how am I doing? Um, decent. I mean, yeah, I switched programs from nursing to business marketing, and it's way better. Nursing yeah. is a hell program. It's so hard. Um, and then... I was like so ready this year to like focus on integrating like my education and what I'm doing online together. Mm -hmm. And it was going that way, but then pandemic, obviously, but um, the worst business is so fun. It, it's so much fun. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even in the business program. I'm in a communications program, which it just kind of follows uh, like all the stuff that you'd be doing on a daily kind of thing. And like the analysis of it. Yeah. But you're like, Wow, like it, it COVID really even in just like looking at your perspective, it's like what happened? It's ridiculous. Oh, I know. Um, I took a media communications class and I enjoyed it. It was my best class last semester. Mm -hmm. Um, out of all the core classes, but yeah, they're pretty similar. But literally what happened? Like I haven't talked to you in like a long time. At least a year. It feels yeah, like at no. least like, like an actual conversation, ages. It's, it's weird because yeah. like everybody, we did the little Maple Crew thing for a little bit, right? We tried to do a little TikTok group. Yeah, we did. Uh, you kept you kept doing TikTok. I kind of retired. I faded out of it. I got a little bored, needed to do some yeah. other things. But like what, what's what's been going on? What's been different? Like I saw a bunch of sponsored ads, like you're doing some big brand deals and like some exciting things. Yeah. So actually today, oh, this is so weird. Today's my anniversary of being signed. Mm -hmm. So I got signed this day last year. Um, so, um, so like 2019, early 2020, there wasn't really a lot of brands launching on TikTok still. Mm -hmm. um, but then this year, this past 2021 and like late 2020 through the summer, a bunch of brands, like I was on the, the first launch for like, like Samsung campaigns. I saw Spotify that. I was like, what is happening? This is insane. I know. And like, the thing is, is that like, it's like these companies haven't even done it before. So like, we're brand new to TikTok. Mm -hmm. um, and this is what I liked about it too. Like, I got a lot of creative control with all the ads that I was doing and that mm -hmm. I'm still doing. So like, they're basically like, we're new to TikTok. This is your avenue. Um, just please use this song, show mm -hmm. the product. And then whatever you do, like, just do you because that seems to do well. And so like, that was really nice. But um ever since I got signed I highly recommend it to anyone like no matter how many followers you have like once you're past like the 100k mark or even less like on Instagram if you have like 5k on Instagram you can still get signed and like um it really makes life easier and like easier to get connections and like get mm -hmm. a steady income from um online so how, how does that work like the whole signing process like for you say you say someone has 10k followers they have a consistent yeah. growth kind of thing. They get signed and then like, what, what, what do they do? Like you said, connections and that type of stuff. Like what happens? Yeah. So like, there's a bunch of new agencies starting out. So my agency is called like Henry Talents and I'm biased, but they're an amazing team. <laughs> um, and they're under image motion, which is like, has been a, almost like a long time media marketing management company. Mm -hmm. um, and then they finally branched off into like their own TikTok division uh, like a month ago. So basically what happens is like they have TikTok talent, Instagram talent, um, YouTube talent, and they have like connections. So like they have people 
that like are in touch with like Kanye's people mm-hmm. and then like if Kanye West drops a song then Kanye's people will be like oh we need to reach out to a marketing agency mm-hmm. that has talent so then they're like the middleman between mm-hmm. clients and the creator yeah um and so like it's just like they have the connections and then also it's a lot easier because let's say you have like 10k on on ig right mm-hmm. like some people may think like oh that's not like a big deal but in reality it is like it can that's be half really my hometown lucrative. that's ridiculous like yeah. my hometown was really 20, people that's scary to think 10k holy yeah it's small town yeah so it's like, like it's a big number it's a lot of people Mm-hmm. and it's like you can do a lot with it and I just think um like if you have like a name behind you a company behind you it gives you like credibility with other brands so, like instead of mm-hmm. you just being like hello my name is Cassidy I charge $50 for this even though like that's not a good rate if mm-hmm. you have a company being like hello good afternoon her flat re flat fee rate is this and here's her media kit and here's what she's done and then you have it all written down on paper then they're like oh okay this person's serious like we can't fool them Mm -hmm. because they have like and you can definitely do that on your own but just uh working with the company i've gained the experience to like know like that's what yeah because i because i remember when we did that like the group chat thing um a bunch of the people in that group they were working with one company they all were working with the same company i think you were doing the, the same thing too and they yeah. all had different rates because one person asked for one thing and they had like the least amount of followers. And then someone with the biggest amount of followers got like a hundred bucks. Oh like, my God. You remember that? Listen, yes, it's come back. Like it really, okay. That was, can I say like the, the brand name? Go for it. I yeah. don't know. That's, that's, yeah. So that was H and M, um, H and M, like the clothing brand in Jones media. So listen, I had dealings with them two weeks ago. Like mm-hmm. this has gone on. So basically, um, me and Liv, Liv Fink, she was, you know, in the yeah, Maple yeah. Crew or whatever. Um, me, her, and Juan Romero, the other yeah, yeah, Canadian yeah. TikToker, we all did a campaign and like she got like $400 and she has, I don't know, like 200K and then I had a million and I got like a hundred, $150. And then this Juan guy got like a thousand dollars. And then it took them six months to pay us. Okay. That's ridiculous. I would be so mad at that. Then I worked with them again. So the Maple Crew was like done, right? Yeah, we were, it was yeah, like, that was a quick run. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk about that. But I was like, so like we were out of that. I wasn't really talking to anyone. So June, H&M comes back to me. They're like, hey, we worked with you last time. And I'm like, where's my money, please? Yeah. So then after they paid me, I was like, okay, I'll do it again. I just got paid nine months later for H&M. Like two weeks ago, I just got paid for something I did nine months ago. I guess it is that so, big. Like, I'm trying to think from like the brand's perspective of like how big it is. Like H&M's huge, right? Yeah. But you'd think if they're that big, they would have some level of organization. Like it's an interact e-transfer exactly it was like, a not that hard no it was a paypal um oh my god that's even better <laughs> yeah true. like it was just easy and i don't know so i've, I've kind of written that off my list but i'm like i know for sure now that like the stuff that happened with all of us having different rates mm-hmm. like it probably happens to a lot of other people that work with them um yeah that seems super yeah, sketchy. like especially like because it's more like to a targeted audience, right? Like, cause you, you're more younger kids. Cause you're like a more of a dance, uh, like hair fashion I, kind of person. right? Yeah. 
And like, so yeah, they, 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 H&M's a perfect market for that, right? But they're kind of like going to rip you off if they can, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of how it was. Like the difference between my rate for the first time they worked with me when I wasn't with my company Fine. compared to the second time was like ridiculous. And they had no questions asked. Like they told me like, oh, your value is $150, Cassidy. And I was like, mm, maybe not. But then the second time around, when I had the company with me, they're like, okay, like, that's fine. We'll do that deal. Yeah, we're going to 10X whatever you're like. That's, that's exactly. That cra- that's actually crazy how important it is to have a signed backer then, right? Yeah. Or just like having your own knowledge. And like, I find there's a lot of people on TikTok now that like, like educating. Um, people about that thing? People about that thing. But yeah. you just got to like, look for it. Um, it's definitely not something that came naturally to me, like negotiating and mm-hmm. um, talking, like speaking up for yourself. Cause... Yeah. Well, it, also, like most of the people on TikTok and like the influencers, like it's 18 and under, right? Like there's kids that are that could be making hundreds of thousands of dollars, but there they're four, they're 14 and they don't understand how to negotiate unless they have a, a partner that can actually do it for them. Right. Exactly. And um I was just thinking with like younger creators too, you gotta be careful because not everyone has like really supporting parents or people that mm-hmm. they live with. So like, I feel like some kids could be taken advantage of or like, it's been seen with like Daniel Cohen and yeah. oh, Malu, like they've been so young. Yeah. And their parents are like, oh, like you make more than me. So then they're like, okay, you pay for the house, you pay for the internet, you pay for this and take their money. Like it's, it's such a weird new issue has arisen yeah it's super scary to see that too right because like i couldn't imagine like having like being 14 and then having your parents throw all that responsibility on you because like what happens if you don't want to make tiktoks what happens if you don't like what happens if charlie d'amelio doesn't want to dance anymore they're not gonna they're not gonna be able to pay rent in that four million dollar like the million dollar house they're living in that's ridiculous exactly like it all lays on the kid which um, I just think isn't fair and like explains why some like some influencers now like people have hate trains on them for like the way that they've acted but I'm like if you look back at their past they were prematurely given all this um attention and responsibility so that's a really not all good, their fault that's a really good point of view actually because sometimes yeah you got to look at it like in the way grander scheme of things because yeah I didn't even that's a really damn that's a good point because yeah there's definitely some kids you've seen on tiktok that are like now they're older even like jake paul like you can see now he's all yeah. crazy he's doing he's some crazy stuff he was a disney kid he he him and he his was. brother both yeah which is like scary it's to just think. so weird yeah they like there's a lot even like bella thorne like she was a disney kid as well right and then she's and now she's like she, completely... she's in the adult film industry so it's like yeah there's you so like people just go so many different ways and you can never gauge where they're going especially on TikTok with the like rapid growth, right? No, you can't. And you gotta keep it going. That's um that's something that I'm always talking about with other creators is like, ah, shadow ban this, like how do I keep how do I keep my views up? How do I and we're all like freaking out mm-hmm. internally because like a lot of just people grow so fast. Mm-hmm. And then like, yeah, it's saturated now too, and just like keeping the momentum um with your page and stuff is kind of hard. But um, yeah, it's always on my mind. It's kind of stressful, especially being a pandemic. Like all you have time to do is like 
create and do school. It's like it's even more. And it's like, it's so difficult because like for me, at least I'm, I'm currently in a dorm room. My, my roommates. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm in a dorm room right now. Nice dorm. Yeah. It, we got upgraded. Thank you. COVID. Yeah. Like that's the best thing. Like we were supposed to have. That's like, nice. Tiny, yeah. Tiny rooms. We got a TV here. I was trying to put my logo up, but I couldn't. I'm kind of sad. But, <laughs> but yeah, my, my roommates in the next room studying for three midterms in one day. And I'm just sitting here doing a podcast and it's just like, I could be doing this in person with someone, but COVID's blocked that out. So like, how does that, how has COVID like affected your creative process of like coming up with new ideas, going, finding other like creators at all? Like, I feel like it'd be pretty detrimental to Exactly. And like, I, I cannot ignore, I can't, I don't want to say ignore COVID, but like, I still yeah. want to like chase the bag and chase yeah. like meeting other bag. creators. Secure. And like doing this and that, like I wanted to visit Liv and Drew because I'm mm -hmm. still friends with them. Um, and just like, I know that there's some creators that are still traveling and I'm like, damn, like I could be doing that. I could be making friends with you right now. Like we could be hanging out, Yeah. but then I really don't want to risk it. Mm -hmm. um, it's also so it's a big like personal yeah. image kind of thing, right? Cause like sometimes, especially if you have a younger audience, you also some people aren't conscious of that and you can see them going to like big massive parties in LA like they a lot of the, uh, the I see on my snapchat feed like when the whenever tiktokers pop up I click them I'm like what are they doing let's see what's happening it's entertaining to see and you're like it is you're in Orlando but you're in you're in LA the other day and now you're in Texas and you're like traveling all over the place but it's also business so technically it makes sense which is super weird how, how that whole thing works out and like it's so different from the, the states from canada right yeah it doesn't it doesn't like when the border closed um i was in a group chat with some bigger american tiktokers i don't even know how i got in there yeah um but we were talking about how there was other creators too so like the border closed between canada and america and then one girl in the chat was like oh like uh, someone from canada's here and I'm like, what? She was in America. And I'm like, how? Like the border's closed. And then I found out that like TikTokers are saying, oh, it's for business. Like it's a necessary, necessary, necessary work to do. Yeah. I, I remember seeing Which, it. There's, there's one TikToker that I was familiar with and I was like friends with, and I knew that they were like in, they were in Canada at the time. And then they went to LA and I'm like, damn bro like i don't know that's i guess it does work out for business though because you're gonna get taxed for it right so exactly i just think it's all about like personal risk mm -hmm. it's, it's really a choice but it's a, um, it's, it's a moral america, question right yeah america's like a covid hot spot well everywhere is but yeah it's it's enough. scary like it's for even in res it's super safe for me, uh, you you at home, or how's actually how's studying I'm at, at home. home? How's studying at home? Is that is that tiring? Don't even. It's, <laughs> I have been trying to figure out if there's a word. Okay, so like being a senior in high school, right? You get senioritis. Yeah. Like the last. Few, is mm -hmm. there a word for like March where everyone just like drops and like struggles with motivation? Because like this March, ever since like March first when it hit, I like. I found it so hard to just sit through my classes. So mm -hmm. like I only sit through like one if I have three. Um, I can't focus. 
I just watch YouTube and do work at the same time now, which I never used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I do the same thing. I watch podcasts. I just have, I just have yeah. like some comedy podcast playing when my philosophy teacher is trying to break down Plato. And I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna watch the podcast. Cause this lady is trying to draw a rock and it looks like a box. Like it's, it, you'll just have weird experiences. And especially some of the professors just, uh, they haven't mastered the tech no. stuff yet. There should, uh, there should be next year, if it's online, there has to be a teaching standard. Like mm-hmm. that has to be met or like a limit. Like teachers have to be evaluated mm-hmm. because some of the things they're doing are illegal. Like I know I have a friend that's in um, a class um, and literally like the TAs are teaching, like the, the teacher's assistants. Yeah, like, that they don't be they last don't, semester. Yeah, the prof doesn't say a word. Like mm-hmm. the TAs just literally mark everything, tell them like what to do. It just, it's like a vacation for some teachers because they don't have to do any work. Some, especially when they're on tenure too. Some of them like they can oh, do whatever yeah. they want. Like, so I had one of my one of my teachers. I don't want to out her because she was amazing. She was a fun teacher to have. Oh. But the I I definitely think the class was better with the TA mm. because the TA was actually had like experience. Like he worked in like the political sphere of like the communication side. And I was like, this is super. So the kid was more interesting than the teacher. Oh. Which is, I was like, oh, wow, this is very, very interesting. And it's like, sometimes it works out. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious. We never actually talked about this. You do competitive shooting, right? I do. What? That's so (laughs) sick. That's so cool. Oh, thank you. Okay. So I, I, I have had it in my bio since I was like 13. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't post about it a lot because I don't get to go to the range a lot. Like, yes, mm-hmm. I know I do go, but I've been doing it since I was eight. Yeah. Um, and basically before that I did archery. So when I was mm-hmm. like six, five, five to seven, I did archery. Then it got too expensive. So then we moved to shooting. My dad's a police officer. So he's like a firearms instructor, instructor, instructor. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he's all the way man. up. He's got everything. Yeah, so um, he's always like to shoot because it's like a part of his job, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so then we're eight. There's actually a club here where I live called like Junior Shooters. Mm-hmm. So like all the way from the ages of four to 18, um, you can shoot. We just shoot pellet rifles and then 22s. And then when I was about 13, um, I shot in competitions with adults. Mm-hmm. So it's like shooting with pistols or like you'll have like a three gun course you do like shotgun rifle and pistol um and then actually about that this year was it let's see some vlogs i want to see some vlogs of this because this is it's so i need more no literally like on my instagram whenever i post a video of me shooting Mm -hmm. the comments are is that a real gun like yeah well it is it is colorful right like it's one of the the, the custom one yeah, so it, like, it doesn't look familiar it doesn't look like a normal like police officer's firearm it's like a it's crazy yeah, no. up, right i got like pink grips on and i have pink earmuffs and like a pink so holster pink belt um but yeah, barbie no, had a pistol if barbie had a glock barbie had a pistol <laughs> that's me so i want to get some like new tactical gear mm-hmm. like just some like cool pants you know some spandex like shirts and stuff so i can like look the part maybe post yeah. more videos because like they always seem to do really well um it's so interesting yeah i don't know many people don't don't think of it and i think it's so funny because like 
young men i don't i don't want like no that's true no that's true because like young men love guns they play call of duty i grew up i grew up knowing every type of gun every caliber every like exactly how far certain sniper bullets can travel like that's like it's young guys love guns and it's and it's funny because like whenever i've like made new friends like last year in university they'd be talking about like oh like this this and this like guns 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 and i don't know all my facts i just shoot right Mm -hmm. yeah but then my friend would be like oh yeah cassidy shoots and they're like like what do they know you don't and i'm like yeah like it's normal record time just show them your fastest streak honestly no i I pull up the videos and i'm like look like and it's kind of hard to get into Mm -hmm. it's not hard to get into it's hard to like i have i just got my license last year um or like just restricted to yeah Yeah. so i can shoot pistols as well and i i got verified for a black badge course which is like it's like ipsic shooting so like it's like a provincial and national type of shooting so now i can compete in like matches if i get really good mm-hmm. across so, so what guns would they be shooting there like that would just i'm thinking i'm thinking that what's a the ski with the gun thing it's not one of those things is it it's not oh, like one of, or is it like a nine millimeter like the same guns yeah. you're shooting yeah so like there's different classes so there, there's open there's revolver that's so there's cool. really st- there's really strict rules in ipsic shooting. So like there's five different classes. So basically open, you can mm-hmm. shoot whatever you want. Like you can deck out your gun, you can modify it. Mm-hmm. Um, revolver's just revolver. One of the ones that has to be like a certain caliber, it's so mm-hmm. like nine millimeter. Um, it's all optional, but what I shoot is an MMP nine millimeter. So it's just, it's like a Glock, but not. And it's like my favorite gun to shoot because I've been shooting it since I was like 12. Yeah. Um, so my dad tried to sell it actually. You got mad? Um, I, I was very mad. He's like, I can get you a better one. I'm like, no, I don't want a better one. I need my pink gun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's actually so, so that's, interesting though. It's been a big part of my um childhood and it's like a little family bonding with my dad and stuff. So like on special occasions, I'm like, hey, you want to shoot pops? Yeah. And then we'll go shoot. So it's like a nice little thing. That's, that seems really nice. And it's yeah. like so many people are like scared. There's like a big like stigma around guns and like just shooting them too. And a lot of people just don't kind of understand. Like I've only shot guns once, but I was with my uncle who's a police yeah. officer and it was in the most safe environment. Yeah. Like the first shot, you're scared. You're really, really scared. Yes. The and, recoil, uh-huh. Mm-hmm, yeah. So I started with his police issued pistol, which was like an old, it was like a kind of like, a, it was really interesting. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. But then he stepped me up and gave me a shotgun with Good. slugs. He 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 did. Oh no! Yeah, he was a savage. He was so sick. He he got the he set the shotgun okay. up and he put a uh, bird shot, bird shot, then a bu- uh, then a, then a slug. So he was like, "All right, learn how to shoot." Boom, boom, and then he was like, "All right, this one's gonna hurt." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what?" And it was like an old Remington. Oh, no. it, it had the big wooden stock, and it was it it hurt. So I pulled the that trigger. Hurt boom and my arm just felt like it broke i'm like oh my god that was so fun it's yeah. like the first big shock um, like, oh, i don't like shooting. It, it hurts like mm. i don't like shooting shotguns specifically for the recoil so i do a little trick where i just like put it like in my arm mm-hmm. it, i don't know so the recoil so like goes back a bit in my shoulder which isn't good and no. like yeah exactly um <laughs> so but yeah, so it's like a huge thing 
Yeah, it is. It's it totally is. And it's a lot of people are super scared. Even like talking to people at university about it, they're like really scared about it a lot of the time. It's like the thing is that like our political social climate has changed because if you look at a lot of the high schools, even my high school, they have shooting ranges. At like the high school? Look, like there's locked doors. Yes. Maybe, maybe That's even the high school thing. you went to had a shooting range. Yeah, so no many. No way my school had a shooting range. So many high. I would look into it because my school had a shooting range and a lot of schools here had shooting ranges. They're like locked doors, right? That must be an up north and like, thing, man. No high one knows. Small. You think so? No, yeah, that must be a northern okay, thing. Okay, well. Southern Ontario, man, they're scared. They're like, not a chance. No. No, no way. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll look here, at. I'll look at it. It's got to be north because there's no way. I will. I'm. Ex- I, if there was, I'm like, what? What is this high school? It's like so some, much color. In a lot of ways. Yeah, in Canada, there's a lot of. There used to be shooting teams. Like at the school, like rifle shooting teams. Um, and my dad was saying that when he went to university in New Brunswick, mm-hmm. um, you could have, like, your pistol. If you had like a gun, you can keep it at the front desk on res like you know where like you go in for what? res and like there's like a front desk there yeah they oh, keep it for you in a lock safe yeah okay, that's like different. it's so different now that's so weird though like even Given to think what's... Even, like now there's a bill that they're trying to ban airsoft guns oh really Did you hear about that no there's i didn't a, there's, there's this new build going in and they're like trying to change the restriction of air like pistols like uh so like pellet guns airsoft guns and paintball guns because if they look too realistic, it's th- it's too threatening, or something something super weird, and it doesn't really make oh. any sense. Because like, I guess it's just super stigmatized. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. I feel like if they're in a controlled environment, like in like a backyard or like a, a paintball range, um, and if you're not like just running on the streets with them, then it's fine. But no, yeah. I, I that's news to me. Mm-hmm. Well, most of them have uh, orange tips on them, anyways, right? So it's like, why are you so scared of? Was it paint yeah. or a little plastic BB? When it, the worst it can do, sting. Exactly. Which is silly. But I honestly, I like the idea of you doing like competitive shooting vlogs. I think that'd be a, cause it's, it's a different. Vlogs. It's, it's a big part of you, right? Like just as a human. Yeah. Like that you grew up doing it and nobody, nobody really is into like, not like, well, I'm saying people are into it, but people don't know that about you, right? They know you got the water gun and the competitive shooter thing in your Instagram bio, but. Other than they that, it's really it. interesting. Yeah, I feel I feel like it might give me an edge for sure. Especially I've 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 never thought of doing a vlog. Like that'd be sick if I had like a little YouTube and I'd like do a day on the range with me. Um and also like I'm watching. Yeah, yeah. See, I already got a viewer. There you go. But like even just women in in a lot of things aren't present. So like there's not a lot of women in shooting. Yeah, that's so, so like true. seeing a young woman in shooting. Mm-hmm. would be um i like that that's yeah it could be really big i like that idea a lot i think yeah it honestly because be. it's it's total it represents you as a person and your community in that sense right where you can go i'm doing this i don't know about shooting ranges in schools it seems super foreign um, <laughs> but I, I like that idea have you ever like what have you thought about like expanding out of like tiktok to like different like moving your audience to different places so I've been trying to get it over to my Instagram. I've been trying to do YouTube and I've talked to people like getting a YouTube editor is the way to go. Like someone to edit your videos. Yeah. Down the time. Um, so it's like always a constant goal of mine to like 
spread my audience to other avenues, but mm -hmm. it really is a hard thing to do. But one thing that I wanted to do that I have to start doing is like focusing on my hair. It's kind of where I'm wanting to go more hair and beauty. Mm -hmm. So like on Instagram, I wanted to repost my hair videos on reels and on YouTube, like a lot of like curly hair type videos do really well. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking like beauty and wellness, um, which should huge be an easy audience. Route. It's a huge audience, but I could also like throw in some shooting in there. It'd be like, well, cause that works. Know. Well, the one thing you got to watch out about is like, especially in like what I've been looking at a lot, like within school is the uh, the over sexualization of Instagram influencers, right? They get they get to that oh. point where they can't, yeah, they can't uh, grow their audience unless they start revealing more and more skin, which is like super scary and a super toxic thing that the world does. But if you replace yes. that, pardon you, what were you gonna say? No, I'm just like I realize what you're saying now. Uh, yes, I talked about this other day insane I'm, right yeah i've noticed it too what, what'd you say what'd you say yesterday I'm, I'm interested in your take on that so i was just saying now how it's absolutely ridiculous how if you're like if you're on tiktok right and you can make like funny videos you can be a girl you can make funny videos you can even be a guy mm -hmm. and like make like at, like your niche video and then you'll do really well like let's say you got like a run of like this one dude, he made like really weird, just like they were good videos and he was on a run of like 8 million, 11 million, 10 mm -hmm. million views, right? And he should have had like 500K followers just from having that good run. But mm -hmm. since he wasn't conventionally attractive, um, he only had 100K after such a good run like that. And just the thing about like female influencers, once you get to a point where like you've done your niche, but now people like want more. Like it's like what you're doing isn't working for you fully clothed. Mm -hmm. So then you got to throw on a crop top. You got to throw in like a little booty shake to the side. Um, the app keeps on getting more and more sexual. Mm -hmm. And I don't really like that, um, that route that it's taking. Like it's like a mixture between sexual and pretty privilege. And I think that among That's a kids, good point. Yeah. That's scary that kids um, are getting to that level. It's weird because if you look at some of the biggest people on the app right now mm -hmm. like olivia pontoon sienna may gomez um not really charlie but those two are like they're influencers for body positivity mm -hmm. but again they're they have great personalities but they're 16 and all of their videos consist of them in a bikini and kids are eating this up but the only reason why kids are eating this up is because like in our society even to kids, it's ingrained that like showing off your skin is like empowering and will make you popular. And like, it's in, it's in everyone's mind. Like it's like a pre-written thing that like sex sells. It's always been a thing. Sex sells um, to large yeah. audiences. It, it's so ridiculous, especially like the fact that kids down, like kids are so young on that app. Like my, <gasps> my younger cousin who is like eight is on TikTok. And I'm like, Man, I've been on this app for a long time. And by that, I mean, I've been there for a year or two years yeah. at this point. And I'm like, man, I got I to gotta talk to my aunt about this because some of the stuff, make sure it's on like the parental controls and all that stuff because it's so 50-50. So you can ride the line and get in some weird algorithm hole, like in deep, weird tracks. The iPad got to be taken away on 
put on child lock. Yeah, um, actually, like it's, it's, <laughs> I'm worried. Yeah. Like it scares me. I get weird comments all the time. So like 2018 was my prime, right? And it's mm -hmm. so weird to say, because was that not like three years ago <laughs> on the app? Like yeah, when it first weird. converted, mm -hmm. and I get comments saying, oh my God, I followed you when I was four. Oh my God, Cassidy, I followed you when I was five and I just found you again. And I'm like, oh, wait a damn like a minute. Transition, yeah, it's musically maybe? Wait, 2018? That, no, but no, I'm, I'm just thinking like how young the kids would have. That's so scary. Like, wow. Like, yeah. How, so how did you react to that? Yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Continue. Sorry. No, that's okay. Just like, um, I was just weirded out. I'm like, really? You were on Musical.ly and TikTok when you were four and now you're like seven and you're still watching. I like, I, I appreciate the loyalty, mm -hmm. but it's, it's weird to me because I really don't want like, toddlers being loyal to me just dancing on a camera it's a weird concept to me and i'm just like you are so young who gave you access to the internet mm -hmm. um and i just think i don't know we don't know what the internet's gonna do to like young kids in the future well yeah where do you where do you think it's gonna go what, what do you think because i think it's just gonna get more and more it's gonna be so more like so easy to get on like you can look at like elon's like starlink stuff where he's putting chips in people's brains yeah. If, if we're that connected, what, where, where do you think we go? I got no clue. So I'm like weird. One thing, if you're in my personal <laughs> life, you will know that I, my whole existence is an ambivalent struggle because since I was in grade eight, I've always said, I don't like the internet and I don't like social media. Mm -hmm. Truthfully, I think it, it brings a lot of good, but it also brings a lot of harmful effects because we're like the lab rats for this new technology. And um, I like, I love dystopian too. Like I love like the, the idea of like a cool future where there's like chips put in people's brains and like flying cars and mm -hmm. um, like more jobs online for people, like the world becoming completely like technology ridden. I yeah. think that's interesting. Thing, but it also like scares me and I just think that like nowadays or in the future a lot more value and we can even see it now a lot more value is going to be placed on um your presence online mm -hmm. like the difference between like some people getting a job would be like oh this person has a hundred followers on Instagram but this person has 5,000 followers and they post every day like just for like regular jobs I feel like that'll definitely come into play and like I think younger kids are going to start becoming uh millionaires in the future because now like parents can like literally if they wanted to like I'm just thinking now I would not do this because it's like unethical I'd be a terrible parent but I could just think imagine me now and like 20 years from now I could be like yeah little Cassidy I was an influencer in my day now I, I made so much money when I was younger and I want my daughter to be an influencer. So I'm going to start making her um, make videos when she's like 11. I'm going to start putting her in makeup. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like now, like, I, I just feel like influencers are going to be used to do more harm than good because it's not going to be an organic thing that happens anymore. Like mm -hmm. my 
my growth was organic. I never planned to be an influencer. A lot of these other influencers never planned to be um, like what they are now that huge. But I just think that like now it's going to be calculated, which makes it inorganic, Mm -hmm. you know? It's going to be like a like a marketing ploy if that makes any sense no it, it actually it makes total sense because you can even look at it like um who is that one kid he did toys he was a little kid he was like eight but they started doing it when he was like four and a they toy just tester yeah it was like one of the little kids he was a toy tester and he makes like 38 million dollars a year something yeah. outrageous something completely like life-changing money a year and his parents just like gave him toys they would buy him any toy at the store and just have him open it on camera and it would get millions of views. And then more, it, it sparked more and more kids and their parents to start doing these different things. And, and then you go, where does this go from here? Do people, do, 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 like on the most extreme level, do parents just have kids to use them as a social media object? Which exactly. seems, seems scary, but you look at dance moms, you look at like Honey Boo, yeah. look at back in the day, Honey Boo, God damn, I forgot. Oh my God, so long ago. <laughs> yeah, but you look at all those kids and you go, mm, it's slowly already happening. I'm, I'm worried to see where on a digital level, where it can really extend to. Yeah, and even like with toddlers and tiaras, Honey Boo Boo, then it was a camera crew following them around. Yeah. Right. Camera crews thrive off of having like dramatic moments. The kids having a breakdown, but online since it's so private and you can control when you can turn on the camera mm-hmm. and you can edit the shit out of your life. Imagine having a kid and like, they're not happy. And then like, you can just like edit all the good parts in. That's the scary thing. Like there's not a crew following you around. Like it was on TV. So like, it's, just, it's, it's like honey boob on steroids. That could be the future. Yeah, I think it could be. I, I'm thinking it gets to a point where people just live stream their entire life. That's been done. I know some people have done it. There was a streamer house uh, there. I used to watch them. It was like these guys would play video games, but they had cameras in every every room of their house. So you could see if they went to the washroom and were sleeping and they did cycles. Super strange thing to watch. And you're like, whoa. But imagine how many more people are going to be doing the 24-7 live stream of their life. on t- Say TikTok does it. 360 cameras in every room you can opt in that's scary they're trying to do that with football they're trying to say like you can if it like fan votes control the team like xfl is trying to do something like that someone does it with their life that's like running like a social experiment but not like with no purpose with no end no end no the purpose is entertainment and money that's so sad that we got to this level, like as a, uh, as a world, really, like we got to, we were so far deep into wanting to have the Gucci backpack, the Louis Vuitton shoes and some beautiful Dior clothes, <laughs> like everybody had nice stuff and all, but like, come on, just get them on clearance. You don't got to buy them full price. No, no, it's, it's, uh, I saw a YouTube video, um, on a commentary YouTuber that I follow. I don't really remember their name. But it was like why people don't like flex culture anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, some still do, but like remember, mm, like the okay. Supreme era. Remember the Supreme sweaters. Supreme like, era. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Influencers would be like flexing on people with like their Supreme Louis Vuitton, like the, the Kardashians, for example. They mm-hmm. always flex on people. 
Um, but now that we're like in a different state of world, like different, yep. you know, the pandemic and everything, like people hate seeing like TikTokers on vacations. Like they're flexing on us. And before we'd be like, oh my God, like they're in the Bahamas. I want to be like them. Like I want to have that expensive bag. I want to have those clothes. But now it's different because we're like, we don't get the privilege of doing this. Like we can't Mm -hmm. go to the Bahamas because we're in a pandemic, but you can. And you know, like before we kind of ate up flex culture, but I feel like now uh, we're coming like collectively conscious and like aware that like material things matter but not as much as before yeah i i really get that actually that makes tons of sense to me where it's it's slowly faded away because people saw it for so like if you're just shown something you're shown diamonds and diamonds and beautiful things for so long you get to the point where you want those things right and you try and follow that kind of path but then you get to the point where you're like i currently can't achieve that so then you feel depressed and you get in this sad cycle and then it's just completely flipped on everybody that was doing that like total flex culture thing, right? Now they're the bad guys because they're being kind of narcissistic and like ego driven, right? Exactly. Like people people see them in a different light for what they're doing. And I feel like every person has been affected by flex culture. I know I have too. Like I'm just like in my videos, I'm like, I feel like I have to wear Adidas or like I got to like throw in like a Louis bag in there. I don't. But mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, like I saw someone doing this in their video and people were like comment, like commenting like, oh, I love your bag. Yeah. Oh, I love your shirt. And I'm like, I should go buy that right now. And it's funny because last year I was actually a victim of that in the high post, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Addison Ray wore like an outfit. It was like a skirt and like a shirt. It's from some brand, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn. Um, I want to, I want to wear her. So what did I do? I bought it. And I felt so ashamed of myself. I'm like, I am my own person. And here I am consuming. Sometimes I get hard on myself. I'm like, I'm, I am like a consumer as well. We're all consumers. I'm like consuming this, this narrative and lifestyle of what I should buy. Like I should buy this expensive set. It was like $150 that Addison Ray was wearing. Mm. I shouldn't have bought that. I didn't need to get that. Buyer's regret exactly but i just felt like i needed to have the next best thing yeah but i didn't i did not do do you have like a favorite type of creator like is there you mentioned addison ray and that's just kind of she's a huge influencer so it's kind of hard to say she's your favorite but is there a certain group of people youtube anywhere on social media that you really like that you like these guys are going to be the next big thing kind of huh that's a good question i don't think Honestly, no. Like, I like watching people that I know personally or like my mutuals TikToks. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say I have a favorite in a sense. Not on YouTube. I don't watch YouTube a lot. Um, mm-hmm. I scroll on TikTok, but I don't have a favorite there. And then on Instagram, um, I don't really. I try to focus more on creating more than consuming because mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes consuming so much media hours on end is like bad for me mm-hmm. and I feel like my my energy personally given my situation like my energy would be done better 
creating rather than idolizing like i'm sure there's some people that have had phases of like liking watching Mm -hmm. um but like not none none works to a point where i'm like oh yeah like i'm a fan of this person i watch them i i do i will say though i do like avani she's like a popular mainstream one Mm -hmm. um but she has like uh an ig tv show um where she just talks to different creators almost like your podcast you know Mm -hmm. she talks to creators about um like what they've gone through or like where they're headed Mm -hmm. and i think that's interesting to me because i just think i feel like that applies to me like it's something that i want to do but yeah what about you do you have any favorites for for me uh, i casey neistat actually just came back kind of he's my he's like my biggest like inspiration of like creative stuff like film wise because sometimes i like to do my vlogs other than my podcast but then like podcasts i love like a bunch of stand-up comedians like tom segura is hilarious him and burt kreischer they do this show called two bears one cave and it's just it's it's just two buddies that are both stand-up comedians and they just talk with each other and they like it's it's so funny because it's just like a a, a, like a conversation you'd have with your friends Mm mm-hmm Cause like you, they're just saying stuff and like, sometimes they have to beep it out. Cause they're like, Oh, we can't actually <laughs> say that. And you're like, Oh, okay. It's cause it's, it's real. And it's like actually genuine. Yeah, and yeah. you're just like, wow, I, I like to get to that level where you can just like make stuff and you make hundreds of thousands of dollars off of it because it's millions, like, millions for them. But wow. Like that's, that stuff. I'm where do you want to go? Like, what's the, what's the goal for you? You want a TV show? Do you want your own channels? Me? Yeah. <laughs> dance company i don't know Beauty oh my line, gosh makeup yeah let's start dreaming that's my favorite part um, of this show dreams okay i'd like to so i'm in business right mm-hmm. there's so much that you can do with the degree oh. um i want to start my own like curly hair care brand mm-hmm. like that'd be so i think like that'd be so that'd be like a good thing for me like i'd have my my image and brand backing it but like i'd want to create like a really good um line of like curly hair products for like different kinds of hair textures like yeah. just something different like i'd have to bring something different to the game so that'd be it like curly hair product business right that's mm-hmm. like a big goal um i look to jojo siwa for a lot of inspiration with Dude, her she's bows. a savage not no lie people trash talk her and i oh. i'm honestly appalled at how uh, whoa i have been a stan i've been posting about how much i love jojo siwa yeah. for three years now and I always caught flack on it, but I'm like, look, she's an amazing businesswoman. Amazing. She, like, branding, her bows. branding on that girl? Her branding. Yeah. Her, she, like, literally, like, does covers. She has her own car. Um, kids love her. She's a good influence. Like, my I younger cousins, on, like, that they had level. a JoJo Siwa birthday. Exactly. That sounds so fun. Insane. Like, so, like, she, I don't know, something, not JoJo Siwa. I don't want to be JoJo Siwa. But just I want, like, too many rainbows yeah just, just a bit too much rainbows um and then that's like my main goal obviously a strong like, goal though like that is like actually golden like that's a plan that you could pull off effectively do. i could do you could do it tomorrow um, start tomorrow start coming <laughs> names nine millimeter curlies or something like something to do nine millimeter. <laughs> integrate them together yeah um but yeah like that's the main thing and then with my degree like i don't know if i want to start like a different kind of business mm-hmm. um i always have like being a dentist in the back of my head but 
I think I'm just gonna go with like the real passion in life right now, which is like just like online. There's like literally like it's the future. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's an unpredictable future, future, but um, that's really the goal of what I want to do, and maybe become a socialite in LA. Like that'd be so fun. Imagine just like having like like I'm just a socialite lifestyle. Where, like you just as like soon get. As you said that I thought of the uh, sparkling water alcohol drink. Ooh. it's like it's just like uh water it's sparkling water with like vodka or something and flick flavor i was like what is that but uh that would be kind of interesting i don't think that's my cup of tea because i'd like to i don't know i i think this socialite thing is an interesting spot though especially for a creative person and just like to always have that kind of presence with you and it would just be super easy to make content in that wise and then you just yeah. expand your brand because you look at like ryan reynolds solid mm-hmm. canadian dude proud of him aviation exactly. gym, and now he owns a network company like he owns mint mobile so yeah you can yeah. You, instead of bell or Telus, you can just hop on mint mobile which is his thing i think it's in only in the states but still and then he just started a massive like advertising industry so he's going to be a i'm gonna say a billionaire soon i'm betting on it and everything man he's amazing mm-hmm. bro it's a crazy guy take, <laughs> take a page out of his book just do it all like once you have one thing mm-hmm. move on to something similar yeah fame is the easiest it's what one of my buddies jordan kale says this all the time and he has no business background he uh high school in in college right now he has no business background but he says it and it's so true it's it, it basically the premise of what he says is that once you have money or once you have fame money comes easy and i feel like it's a fairly common thing to say but as soon as you have a solid following and like kind of a cult following there you're gonna have people throwing money at you for no reason exactly um i think that's really true that's smart of him to say because um i just think like a lot of influencers now like you have like an unwritten not personally myself because i'm not that big but Mm -hmm. you have like an unwritten like power and presence it's really weird Mm -hmm. i feel like it can be abused um but like literally if you want to like eat somewhere you can be like yo like i'm this person at cool guy 13 i'll give you guys a shout out on my ig i got like three million on ig and like give me my my meal for free and like some places will do that like they will or like you can get like your entire wardrobe for free so like yeah i'd like that would be nice that would be real nice i would be a socialite for free clothes exactly um i just think your point of like once you have fame, money comes easy. People are throwing money at you. Um, I think that that happens. But yeah, more so a socialite and like a sense that like collaborating with other known people, Brand like not an old yeah. old school. Like just because I feel like that's that's how you get places now. Any 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 point in your life, it's always connections, like who you know, networking. Mm-hmm. So. I think it's more of like socialite in a sense of like hanging out with other people doing the same thing as me. So like if I had like, mm-hmm. like if I had a curly hair care business, I would surround myself with like different people that use curly hair products and that have a yeah. presence online. Yeah. So then like I'd have them like, oh, here we have at someone using this product Oprah. or like, yeah, just oprah's just chilling with you oprah's like oh we're gonna have Oprah. cassidy yeah we'll just pick oprah 
because she's got the Meghan Markle thing. That was just fresh in my mind. But like that's I still have to watch that. I haven't watched it either. I just know it seems crazy yeah. and it's kind of like I've not shocking. I, I feel like if, yeah. you're, if you're going to the, the leader of an empire that like conquered all of the world, it might be exactly. a little uh, a little colonial. I like not surprised. Not, not at surprised all, no. at all. I'm just surprised that Harry and Meghan actually said something. Good on yeah, them. That was ballsy. I, I, I there's <laughs> which yeah, it, it's nice to see patrol. So like it had to get to that level, which is just sad. Um, but yeah, it's weird. That's the one thing. Wait, wealth can be great. Maybe you have all the fame in the world and you can get all the money you want, but it doesn't bring you happiness. That's the best thing. You no, know, there's there's two sides to every story. Mm-hmm. That's scary. Exactly. Though. That's, that's a crazy thing. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good goal just, though. I like it. I'm 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 happy for you. I yeah. See, I can't wait to I'm see just what going is. with the wind, but school first. Honestly, mm-hmm. I'm thinking I gotta work now. Gotta pass. Gotta get through mm-hmm. um, school this year and for the next three years. To, Tell, me um, Tell me about it. I got a little bit left, and I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, this yeah, the semester ends for me in April, and then I move into my first house rental property, which is going to be exciting. Big. No way! Congratulations. Yeah, it's be fun. You have to come to Ottawa. Um, yeah. Wait, Ottawa. Yeah, I'm in Ottawa. That's where I want to go after I, I'm done school here. I forgot that you're in Ottawa. Yeah. That's like my Down, city. downtown. Yeah, it's it's pretty sick. It's a, it's a fun yeah. city. It's a fun city now, but like early in the summer well it, not as fun but early in the summer it was so much fun beautiful outside nice weather everything was kind of open it's a great city you'll like it why, why do you want to come to ottawa i feel like it's like the perfect city because i wanted to move to la then i was like no i don't want to go to america yeah um given all the stories that happen in la then i was like i want to move to toronto because it's a big like entertainment hot spot but it's too expensive it's brutal even, even ottawa's expensive yeah and then i was like okay i have family in montreal and um the east coast like mm-hmm. all my family's there so i was like all right well ottawa is like right between toronto and montreal mm-hmm. so like it's very like i like its location that's what i like about it it's, it's location. a good spot the tra- like, it's can- a train ride for me to get to toronto or montreal exactly so that's that's what I like. What it. it's just its location is convenient and like it's not too big. I've heard, but it's also bigger than where I am now. It feels yeah. So like for me, it feels small knowing Toronto very well. But yeah. then you're also like it's not. It's like double the size of where I'm from, a Hamilton. So it's like it's still nice, but it's also like whoa, it's a big city. And once you see like Parliament at night and the lights are on and it just looks cool, Ooh, you're like that'd be cool yeah it's 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 a great it's a great place i think you'll like it that'd be cool so like in your new house that you're renting is it just you alone or are you gonna have roommates no i so i'm living i'm living with my roommate that i have now and then one of our buddies that we met here which is gonna be fun that's nice yeah that'll be really fun it, it's gonna be an interesting change because then we actually because normally it's meal plan food which is yes, university food is a little you gross. cook i can cook yeah yeah i had a cooking oh, show i had a cooking show for two episodes mind you no way i didn't know this carson cooks or whatever it was cooking with carson something silly i gotta do it again it was jokes what did you make on it for like the i did what i did was i had a we used to order these things called chef's plate which is like they send you pre like pre-packaged food all the vegetables all the meats everything you need and then they give you a recipe card 
And then I like would Hello make, Fresh. yeah, it's, yeah, it's exactly HelloFresh. It's just the Canadian, like Ontario version of it. And yeah. I, I just cooked like two of those and it's so difficult trying to film a video and cook because you're like, oh, I got to get this cool angle. I don't know how Binging with Babish does it. Uh, he is yeah. just amazing because it, it's just like all these different angles. You're trying to like film a food, but then I ended up burning it on my second, like the second video. I just ruined oh. the food and it was just like supposed to be this nice like Korean dish. Ooh, it was bad. But uh, first time she around. Tried. And yeah, it was a funny video because I like I cut the onions and I started crying. I was like, oh, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, Cassidy, I thank you so much for coming on. This is this is for awesome. Me. We needed to do this so bad. I know. I mean, I, th- I thought it was my time coming. I was like, when is Carson <laughs> going to hit me up to be on this podcast? Like, who else have you had on here? Um, A lot of just people I find super interesting. Jake Sim was one of the 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 hardest to get most interesting uh, actually, I wouldn't say even most interesting. Just a really cool, down to earth guy. He was he was an it, uh, and kind of yeah, yeah. the actor uh, background. I had a couple other. Uh, I had Jade. Um, yeah, I think that she was on. Um, er, nice. Early on, I did a bunch of my friends, some business people. Uh, early on, like the third episode, I did with a genius. Pretty much, she like does research. Uh, she's pretty much a scientist. I think she's a rocket scientist. That's not what she does, but she's a rocket scientist in my eyes. She's a super interesting person. Um, and just people I find interesting. And a lot of the time I can't find a guest uh, or I'm just like kind of breaking down myself. So that's what I'm doing. Oh, oh, well, it's been a pleasure. Yes. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.